recently, I actually got into a pretty serious chat with a friend. She started a business and she experienced a pop of momentum and then it plateaued. So we chatted over acai bowls and I asked her if she had taken the time to create a profile of her ideal client. I'm a huge proponent of creating a profile for who your business caters to. Because when you do this, this is going to help you know how to market to that person or those people and serve them well. You must be able to see, identify, and know who you want to sell your product or service to. If you don't start with that, I am telling you, the biggest ad budget, the flashiest viral Instagram video, having a powerful Facebook Live, like all of that really is stopped. It's shrunk. It's held back without you having a clear idea of who was actually supposed to see it to begin with. So often I see entrepreneurs and they get excited and they're going to start a business, but then they don't take the time to outline who their business is best suited for. And my friend was no different. She admitted she didn't spend the necessary time to create an ideal client profile. I mean, she knew loosely who she catered to, but she couldn't commit to stating outright who she wanted to target. Later, we spent two hours in my backyard working through how to identify her ideal client. I asked her a litany of questions, and in the end, not only did she create the client of her dreams, she had a much more specific marketing approach and branding techniques. Y'all, isn't that awesome? I wanted to help more business owners get to know their ideal clients like I did for my friend. And what better way to do this than coach members as a social curator? In this episode, you're going to hear me coach business owners in all different industries how to identify their dream customer from their age to the places they shop to all of those details in between. This is one of the most hands-on tactical episodes I've ever put out, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, here is a coaching session I had with Social Cure members on how to identify their ideal client, and you're going to learn how to do the same. Hi, Jasmine. I am Brandy Daniels from San Diego. I run a social media marketing agency called Passion Fruit Marketing. I help anxious entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed by social media learn to streamline their marketing, quickly produce great content, so they never run out of things to say to their customers. Dang, that elevator pitch. I'm here for it, queen. I am here for it, queen. Like if I didn't feel like so like warm and fuzzy about my own stuff, I'd be like, give me your rate sheet. All right, let's do this. I'm happy you're here. Thank you, baby. Thank you. So tell me, what's your question? So my question is, I am transitioning my role in my business. And now I'm a little confused on who I'm talking to. I feel like I'm talking to millennials, but my... My, my analytics and my, my customer tells me it's more of like 40 plus. Okay. I, this is fascinating. Okay. Love the question. I think it's brilliant. I think it's high level. I think it's so smart because even if people aren't in your exact position, many of us, including myself, have been at a point in our business to where saying, I'm attracting one type of customer. But my question to you is, who do you want to serve? Like, let's not consider money quite yet is who do you want to be working with? Honestly, whoever needs my service. So like, I, I, I want to speak to everyone. I know that's not correct. Girl, you say, you know, no, no, no. You better come <laughs> correct. Cause you can't say you learn from the best if you're coming to me and saying, I serve everybody. No, you don't. You better pick somebody now. 
Okay, my heart tells me, my heart tells me it's it's more of like the 40, 40-ish range. So yeah, because I feel like they need the most help with social media as well. And there are a lot of times just in their head too much about their business. Whereas, you know, millennials, it's like they grew up with it. They, they, they know how to go online and just and be real. Okay. Wisdom. <laughs> I hear wisdom. I hear wisdom because there's wisdom in actually looking at desire. In fact, if currently who you're attracting would be a perfect demographic for you to serve mm-hmm. and a demographic that is by and large more qualified than a millennial market. because People, specifically business owners in their 40s who are trying to get onto social media is by and large an extension of something they've already established. Whereas statistically, millennials, if they're starting a business, number one, the thing that they defer to that they think is the easiest lifting is going to be social because they grew up with it. It's something they do naturally. And so they come from a generation where it's leading with social and the business on the back end, where the market that you're currently serving is leading with the business and socials on the back end. So if your heart is in serving that demographic, it's beautiful because you already have a demographic of people who are looking for the thing that you're providing. So the minute that you acknowledge that your preferences of who you would like to hang out with, who you would like to work with, and probably who you would like to have a drink with is very different than your customer and you're okay with that, then fantastic. Then I would lean real hard because the, the reason why I push back a little bit on you when you said, I want to talk to everybody is the way that you're speaking to a 23 year old millennial who's building their first business. The nuances of what you're saying is you probably graduated college. You have very little money. You feel a little directionless and you're wearing 27 hats in your business. Right. You were speaking to the 40 year old. It's marketing is changing so quickly. You have a small team, but you're not quite sure where to go in social. You have more things to do than you have time. All of a sudden, the way that you speak to the person changes differently based on their pressure points. Because I want Brandy to be not a solution. I want Brandy to be the solution. And the way that you become the solution is if you speak to their language, highlighting the pressure point and guiding them toward the solution. I think you do that brilliantly. You and I chat on the DMs all the time. We also met in person in March at the very last like in-person event that ever existed in like America for social media back in San Diego. I know this queen. I do remember. I do remember. I remember curators. I remember the hustlers. I remember who people who reach out to me. You're a good person with a great head on your shoulders. I want you. I'm going to invite you to stop double stepping. Okay. Not double Dutch. Let's get down to one jump rope right here, queen. And I want you to jump towards your target market. So now what we have focused on is liberating that who you're serving has nothing to do in a personal perspective, but a professional perspective. And then we're liberated by saying, you are already speaking to the people who want to buy your service. Now the onus is on you. How then are you going to change your copy? How then are you going to change your content? How then are you going to choose podcasts to speak on, guest blog posts to write about? How then are you going to be reaching out to other people who are serving a very similar demographic and then crafting your offering as a value to that person, not to your customer and not to you. It's a value to that person. All of a sudden you start knowing exactly where you should go, exactly where you're going to be guiding. So my question to you, beautiful, sweet curator, is what are the actions that we're going to do? I I, I love numbers. So I'm going to look at like a month. 
What are we going to do in 30 days? What is Brandy going to do for 30 days from now that you look back and be like, I made the Brandy Daniels of this day proud because I had done what in 30 days to get me closer to my target demographic? Well, definitely. I feel like I need to be more active on LinkedIn. I feel mm. like my target is going to be there at a girl. Actually. So LinkedIn focusing. Now, when LinkedIn. you say, so when you say focusing, let's get, let's get specific. Okay. Are we going to do one a month, one a week, one a day? What, 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 what are we doing there? I would say at least minimum three posts a week. On Brilliant. LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. So in 30 days, you're going to have 12 posts. Mm-hmm that are going to be speaking to pressure points of women in their forties who have that luxury income to invest in somebody responsible for their social. Great. That's, yes. that's big. Yes. That's big. I, love, I that. love that. Okay, good. And we jinx and uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about like, I know you're going to do other stuff, but this seems like a oh, nice yes. big chunk. What I would like and encourage you to do is to focus on your LinkedIn content. That's what we're going to call your anchor content on your main platform. Now, you probably came in here and say, girl, I love me some IG. You and me both, kid. But if your target demo is existing on another platform, then you're using Instagram as your secondary or tertiary platform. So we're going to build out your anchor content on your main platform. The long form content that's helpful on LinkedIn kills all day. But you try putting that on Instagram and people are like, girl, you write long captions. That post though, could we break it into a three or four part series on Instagram? Oh, I love we're going to work. Yeah. We're going to work smarter. And yeah. then I think to myself in regards to SEO, because as a search engine optimization, can Brandy put this beautiful article that she wrote on LinkedIn, maybe a week or two later and put it on her blog? Mm-hmm. Because when somebody is searching for that thing, it's coming back to you. So what are we doing with this content? We're taking the same content and we're repurposing it strategically, just like we teach in on the inside of social curator. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can definitely okay. do that. I, I love, that. love, love. I know you will. I have no doubt. Oh. I have no doubt. So then when, not if, but when it happens in 30 days, you're going to send me a DM and we're going to yeah. clap that up. And we're going to say, great, what's going to happen in the next 30? How can people find your brilliant self on social media? Oh my goodness. I am on Instagram. That's my jam. And under it's Brandy Daniels underscore. And on LinkedIn, you can find me at Brandy Daniels as well. That's right, Queen. You better point them to that main platform, Queen. Okay, so they can keep you accountable. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your love and your light. Thank you, Jasmine. I really appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. Love you back. Hello. (laughs) My name is Christina Harmon. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I am a jewelry designer and maker. And I have recently taken my jewelry business from hobby to working towards career. So my question is, how do you get in the head of your ideal client when they're different from you demographically? I love this question because I was in this exact position. So I'm going to use, before I ask you clarifying questions, I want to come to you and just like be a complete open book about how it worked for me. And then we're going to draw, we're going to draw similarities and we're going to draw commonalities. So As you may or may not know, I'm the daughter of an immigrant, girl from the hood, brown through and through. My biggest dream was like not having to take the public bus. My biggest dream was to have our parents buy us Christmas gifts and not get them donated by the church. My biggest dream was to walk into a store and buy something off a rack that wasn't the rack of a thrift store. And so that's what I came to. And then throughout my life, miracles on miracles, got some money to go to college on scholarships, got money and scholarships to go to law school. But I have to tell you the vast majority of my life, more than half my life, as I'm speaking in this moment 
has been on the benefit and generosity of other people. And so could you just imagine my, my, my mind frame as I am getting in my late 20s and early 30s as I'm trying to start my business and I realize that my target demographic is in a luxury market. Now, luxury is defined differently by different people. And so at the time, you know, luxury market for me was like, dang, these people be shopping at Mervyn's and Kohl's. You know, like, like that was my version of luxury. And so I get in the game. Okay. Okay. And Hey, Hey, nothing against Kohl's or Mervyn's or the JC penny. Okay. I think they, did they rebrand as like pennies or something like that? Anyway, nothing, no tea, no shade, no tea, no shade. Like that was like the dream shopping at Mervyn's was the dream y'all. Okay. I realized though, as I get into the business is that luxury, there's a whole world that I know nothing about. And so I became, or I harnessed my skills as an observer. Now I have to say an observer in person, but we, we have now, you have now, is the observer and the luxury of doing it in a social capacity. There's so much information that people put about their personal lives out online that I'm like, whoa, this is scary. Like people geotag exactly like their apartment building. I was like, yo, maybe, you know? So anyway, yeah. For for me in person, let's break this down. Okay. I had the opportunity to like intern. This is what we call second or third shooting as a photographer. And people would say, oh, my Louboutins came in there like their bag. And I got five pairs for my weddings. And I'm okay. I brought my phone right out. Lou, L-O-O-B-A-H-T-A-W-N, Louboutin. Like I'm literally like, oh yeah, we were on the Cape. You know, like we went to, we went to Aspen, Aspen. That's in Colorado. What happens in Aspen? You know, they're like, oh, brought the range. And then they said the Oreo range had no clue. And I'm like, Oreo range, Google Oreo range, which comes up as the Range Rover with the black top and the white bottom. No clue. And I was like, oh, this is how rich folk do. I didn't know like what the Hamptons were. And I didn't know about Hamptons parties. I didn't know they wore all white. And you want to know what? Google became my best friend. I still do this now. I don't, I'm, I, I'm happy. I love my market. I have zero aspirations to serve a luxury market when it comes to social curator. I, listen, like, are you building your business? I don't need you to be a millionaire. There are millionaires on the inside of social curator, but like our resources and tools and education isn't necessarily for that. So you as a jewelry designer, now let's strip away what this is. If you don't know your luxury market or you don't know your any market, you could be 85 years old and building a product for a 25 year old. It, Whatever it is, if you don't know who your ideal customer is and you don't know what they do, Instagram, Instagram hashtags, it is a rabbit hole. Now you have to put your mind, you have to put this vision of, I got to give myself the luxury to do R&D, research and development. You're not wasting time. So now let's give you a starting off point. And these are just suggestions. I'm going to invite you to do whatever you want to do. So you sell jewelry. And you're telling me that you know who you want to serve, but you really don't know where they hang out. Did I hear that correctly? Absolutely. Yes. So talk, tell me a little bit more about your dream customer. Okay. My dream customer, what I've uh, so far, probably stock, stockbroker type, um, professional type woman, uh, 43. She has a, she's independent. She's not necessarily trendy. She's, she goes for more, a classical look because she is in a professional environment. So she's not going to be, she's not, she's looking for quality rather than, than the latest trend. Um, where do, do, where does she live? She lives in New York. 
What part of New York? Uh, Manhattan. Good. Because, you know, like the 43-year-old stockbroker who's living in Albany is different than the 43-stockbroker right. like, who's in Manhattan. So these nuances are super important. I, I feel strongly. I feel like strongly. And just gut, just intuition. I love how you're answering. I love you have it. This is good. This is, you don't need to be confident in everything quite yet. So now what we do, let's get a little research, right? Let's type in, go into Instagram and we go into NYC finances, NYC financial broker, NYC. And all we're just going to do, and guess what? These first, these first searches are going to be terrible. You're going to be like, I'm wasting my time. I'm finding a bunch of, you know, six-year-old white guys who are trying to give stock market things, right? But what happens is that these people are opening doors for, let's say, females in their market. So it's females on their podcast. It's going to be females giving advice. It's going to be people who were in the stock market game and then got out of the stock market game and then are creating information for other females. And so then that alone, that search, that trying to find like, who is the female stockbroker? What is she listening to? What is she doing? And chances are, like nine out of 10 accounts that you're like, I finally found a female stockbroker in Manhattan. She's gonna have a private account. And you're like, Jasmine, this doesn't work. No, it works. It just takes time and we don't like time. But here's the thing. You put in the time on the front end and everything after is so much easier because does this stockbroker go to the Hamptons in the summer? You might say, no, she's going to Florida. She's going to Art Basel in Miami. Then you go to Art Basel, Miami. Hey, you go to Art Basel, Miami. You're searching through those hashtags and the large amount of people who are at Art Basel. And you want to know why I know about Art Basel? It's actually not spelled the way you think it is. I Googled it. This is where rich folk from New York go to like party and show off their yachts. And they say it's in the name of art, but they're just there for like the life and like the who's who. Look it. I probably will never be able to go to Art Basel. I'll probably never be able to go to Con that's spelled Cans. I will probably never be able to go to like Utah. What is that? Like Sundance Film Fest? Probably not going to go there but I know a lot about it. You want to know why? The ticket called Instagram was the stinking passport that got me in the freaking door. I now know the next movies that are coming out that are big time. I now know where Gary Vaynerchuk is speaking and how he has his audio from an event I didn't have access to that people paid to get into is free on his podcast. Your stockbroker is a guest on somebody's podcast. She's doing a guest post. She's getting featured in an article and you're going to find out what are you doing? What are the magazines are you are you, are you in? What are the podcasts that you're listening to? Because she will reveal herself. And it's in that, that you just regurgitate that on blog posts, on Instagram post, Facebook post. Guess what? Maybe the occasional LinkedIn post. How do you dress for the office? What is an accent? What's the power piece that you can wear in a board meeting? What's the power piece that you're going to wear when you pitch for investors? You're making all of this stuff up based on what? Aggregate data that you got that people shared already out on the internet about themselves. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So when you do this search, are you searching, are you doing a hashtag search through Instagram, hashtag search through uh, Facebook or um, a Google search? Great. Great. I love it. I love this question because it's funny that you ask. People often say like you're your pet place of power comes easy for you and you forget that you're just like, you know, and like, maybe not. So the way that I do searches is different according to platform. 
I do not think that Facebook is at all searchable. I know that Facebook has really been fighting for them hashtags. I know it. Like, God bless you. It's like, bless your heart. Bless your heart, Marcus Zuckerberg. Those hashtags aren't really working all that well. However, Facebook groups are unparalleled. We're talking about depth. If you could find a group that's for female stockbrokers, great place to start. Join if you can. Better yet, you find multiple Facebook groups that are different ages and stages. So you learn the vernacular. You learn like, where are they going? Where are they shopping? What's like, what conferences are they going to? Why? Because then you can insert your jewelry post around conferences to say like the Omaha Stockbroker Conference. Here, I would pair this blazer and this scarf and put a brooch on it. I don't even think you sell brooches, but like whatever. This is stuff that's easily coming off the top of my head. You're inserting yourself with appropriate content for that specific conference that you never knew actually existed. That is what I would, I would do Facebook groups for depth. For Google, I use Google searches when I know exactly. It's called Google and Pinterest are search-based marketing. If you know exactly, like I went with the Oreo Ranger, the Ranger, the Oreo, whatever, the Oreo, I can't even say it. Like I went specifically to look for the Oreo Range Rover. Like, because I knew what I was looking for, I wouldn't be able to go to Google and put black and white car, right? So Google is intent. It's search-based when you know exactly what you're looking for. That works well for Pinterest as well. For Instagram, hashtags. Now, hashtags are like, they just lead you. I always look at hashtags as guiding me ultimately to where I want to go. So you're getting on the freeway with hashtags and you're like, this has a lot of traffic. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just kind of like choosing an exit at random. Yes. Release yourself to the process of just searching because it will ultimately guide you. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Christina, how can people find you and your amazing jewelry? <laughs> they can find me at chrissyharmon.com and it's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-H-A-R-M-O-N.com. And Thank they can you. also find me on Instagram. At the same Chrissy Harmon? same Chrissy Harmon. I love it. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm Rose from Houston, Texas, and I am a branding photographer. So I've worked with my ideal client before. And so my question is, can I use her to build my client profile? And if so, what questions should I ask her? I absolutely love this question. And you are in the fortuitous position to actually build a profile off somebody. You, my friend, are so far ahead of the curve. Like you just need to raise some praise hands. Because often, many times, myself and many other people who I coach are building it from thoughts, imagination. So you've worked with somebody. Now, what I would like for you to do is to fill in as many gaps as possible. You could actually say that your dream customer lives in Houston, or maybe, you know, like she's a Selena fan and is from Corpus Christi. I don't know, but you can, did anybody get like the bitty bitty bum bum shout out? Cause right now I'm just like, I heard that song this morning. I'm all about that. Anyway, so you could build the profile based on what you know about her. And then you could prioritize a list of questions that you would love for her to answer that you just don't know. And so you have two pathways. One, if you feel comfortable enough to reach out to her, you actually have three. If you feel comfortable enough to reach out to her and say, hey, X, do you have, and then you fill in the blank, whatever you're comfortable with, 10, 15, 30, 45 minutes. Can I take you out to lunch? Can I ask you questions? Because I'm really, like, I loved our experience and I want to work with more people like you. So you're basically asking for a favor without anything in exchange. Maybe you're getting her coffee. Maybe you're getting her sandwich. That's low. That's probably least likely that she would agree with that. You can also just go in and say, could I invest in your time 
and then you give her a flat mount, whatever you can afford. And most of the times people are like, oh no, I I would do that for you. But it's the gesture of you saying, I'll give you a $150 gift certificate to your favorite restaurant if I can. You lead with something that you want in return. So it's transactional, yet you're valuing her time because you want her to value your time. The third, and I think probably the juiciest way that you're in the position to is like, hey, X, we've worked together before. I want to work with more people like you. In exchange for a 30-minute conversation, we could have a 30-minute flashfire branding session. And what do you get? More portfolio builders in the middle of the shoot. You are also asking her questions that you did not ask her in your 30-minute transactional phone conversation. So if I were you, I would set up a, a video chat or a phone call, ask her those questions so that you're built up, you're framed up so that when you get the branding session, you're asking follow-up questions. You're going deeper. You're asking her why. What makes her tick? How did she find you? That to me is going to be the most, I think, the most appealing to her. It's not coming cash out of your pocket. It's coming at a time, but then you also get content. And so to me, like that one's the bigger win for everybody involved. So let's loop back to the original question. Is it okay? Yes. Yes. But also anchored in the thought that there's no wrong way to do it. Because if she says, you know what, Rose, I'm just so busy or the world is changing. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It's totally okay for you to look at what you do know about her and then guess, what do you think she would do professionally? What do you think? Do you guess that she has children? Do you guess where she goes on vacation? All of that works. All of that works. And then you go on a search to find out how, if she's spending her time um, on the weekends listening to podcasts, well, what podcast? listen to those podcasts, follow the guests on those podcasts, go to the social of those guests on their podcasts, get into the brain and the minutia of why she's there and what she does. And then you create a fictitious profile with the way that you speak on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the content you put out, it's for her, real or made up. There's not a right or wrong. Okay. And is there um, a particular question that I should, or particular questions I should ask her? Like one of them that I have down is what po- what podcast she listens to. So I guess more questions that are framed in that way, like what kind of books she listens to or reads, where she vacations, like those would be questions that are okay to ask her. If she's comfortable, but I would preface the conversation by saying like, I don't just say what your answers help me build out the people I want to attract. If you're not comfortable telling me what podcast you listen to or where you go on vacation, like, please, it's not a big deal. You make sure that she's feeling like really warm and comfortable around that. But also like, it's crazy if you follow her, oftentimes people who do listen to podcasts, like they sometimes share about that podcast. And all you need is one little flicker of a match because that one podcast, chances are, has a lot more guests. And then the guest leads you to other people. And the ghost guest leads you to other people. Like you need very little information to kind of create a whole picture. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rose. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. We have to go back because we're about taking action here. When do you think you're going to reach out to this person? Probably today. Ah, good, 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 good. So, so when it happens today, tomorrow, next week, I know you're an action taker. Just hit me up on Instagram DM. Like, let me know how it went. Let me know where she landed. And who knows? Maybe she's, maybe she wants the gift card instead. All good. It's only a win to you. Right. Awesome. So Rose, how can people find you? How can people find you on social? On uh, Instagram at Rose Tello, R-O-S-E-T-E-L-L-O. I love it. Thank you for being here. Thank you.
Yes. Hi, Jasmine. So I am a, my name is Lindy Putnam. I am a certified life coach and seminar leader, and I help ambitious professionals, entrepreneurs, and visionaries take their success to the next level by giving them the strategies and tools to develop a strong mindset so that they can break free from their personal limitations to achieve their goals with confidence and ease. And my question, it kind of piggybacks from Christina's question, but you know, I finally have narrowed down my niche to mindset and goal setting, but I'm still not clear where and how to find the people that actually use my services. Okay. This is probably because they don't know they need your services. There are some businesses that people can clearly say like, I'm a business owner. I need a social media manager. Like I am going to an evening affair. I need jewelry. I need a dress. Very few people wake up and say, you know what I need today? A mindset shift. That's what I need. (laughs) So, so since we know that you are in the business of selling something that people don't know they need, then what we want to go is understand two things, their pressure points and their pleasure points, because people normally buy from pain or pleasure, pain, and then you offer a solution to resolve it pleasure, I want more of what it is, it is that you sell. So if I were you, I would create, uh, get a piece of paper, list pain on one side, pleasure on the other. Like what are these people feeling when it comes to mindset shifts, probably stress, anxiety, overwhelm, listlessness, feeling lost, things of that nature. You're listing the, 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 the pain points and then you're listing the pleasure, abundance, um, a very clear action, things of that nature. So your gut reaction, just so that we can extend the conversation is what do you think your, your person, your dream customer, do you think that he or she is going to be buying as a result of pain or as a result of pleasure? Well, I would say, I would say pain because I work with people who are kind of stuck. Like they don't know their next move. Right. Uh, So this is great. Perfect. So if you suspect that they're going to be looking for a solution, very few people are waking up opening their phone at 6 a.m. before they go to a job that they're really not happy with in a car that they really don't like with a spouse who they once really loved and they feel slightly disconnected with. Nobody's like, you know what I need? A life coach. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to search on Instagram. So most of the time, these people are going to Instagram as an escape, as a source of education, as a source of aspiration. So the temptation would be to go to hashtags like mindset movers, powerful shifts, but they're not, if, if, we, if we think about it, they may or may really not be searching those hashtags. What are they searching hashtags for? We don't know quite yet. But if somebody feels tired, stressed, and overwhelmed, they might, if they were cognizant to say, I want to go to Instagram to like learn what, that is going to be the golden nugget. And as business owners, you have to be able to answer that. And chances are the first, second, third, fourth time, it's not going to be the answer. The way we find the answer is by doing the work and spending time to really understand that you might be on Instagram and people might find you as a result of Instagram, but is your customer existing and searching on Instagram for that? We don't know. We don't know quite yet. But could you create content around this idea? that you can have content that's very straightforward. Are you feeling tired, stressed, and overwhelmed? Here are these three things. 
it could be a very honest coming out. I did this because I was once this. I will guide you to that. We're going to be testing some behind the scenes of you being like set up your camera on a self timer and you just are doing coaching. You're going to let it go for a full hour. You know, you're not going to share that full hour. What are you going to share? A tiny little micro clip that you were like, wow, that was really great for this student. And you're going to go to camera after you're done recording, you're going to go to camera, be like, I know you're feeling tired, stressed, and overwhelmed. This is what I have to say to you. Clip it into that 10, 15, 30 second clip of you saying something pretty powerful. And that's the thing that gets shared. So when people are sharing your content, what are they inadvertently doing? They're giving you a thumbs up. They're co-signing. They're saying, this was good. And so their friends who didn't even know that a life coach existed. I have to be, I have to tell you something. I was in my thirties. I didn't even know what, like, I was like, wait, wait, you can hire a coach for your life. Like, dang, that is some luxury goods if I've ever heard. So here's the thing. There's a ton of people like me. I don't think I'm dumb. I just was never exposed to it. You have to create content that inspires somebody, even though they would buy or not buy. They just said, dang, homegirl moved me. And they will maybe not be your customer, but their friend who was unexpectedly watching a repurposed Instagram live or video or story on somebody else's highlighted story, like, uh, uh, not highlights, on their story that highlights you, they click over like, who is this girl? See this? Scroll around. Who is it? Wait, wait. I can, ah. So it's going to be about the content that is shareable and what we know on the inside of social curator, we talk about the seven categories. We know that tutorials, we know that value adds, we know that benefits, we know that motivation, all of the seven categories, like we share these because they're in alignment to what performs really well. We want people sharing your content so that it exposes you to their friends who had no idea you exist, had no idea what you need. So hashtag searches are great if your dream customer is going to hashtag searching for that thing. You're in a unique position with lots of room to grow, but let me tell you, it's harder in some respects, but you get so much more worthwhile. Why? A hashtag is random, no trust. When somebody shares your content, what are they saying? She's legit. A cosign from a friend means more than a really effective hashtag. So different games, different optics, still use those hashtags, still think about what are they searching for? Stress relief, you know, anxiety to no anxiety, whatever you figure out, use them. But understand that having people share your content. So when you put something out, be like, would somebody share this? Is this helpful? Do they care? You can answer like the more yeses to that, then it's like a sure thing. Put that out. Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. And and luckily, it kind of affirms what I have been doing. I've been just making my posts around service, how to make people feel more confident or get clear visions for their goals, stuff like that. So that's uh, very affirmative to know that. Can I ask you a question before we tie things up? Yeah. Are you doing Instagram Live? I've done two. Okay, cool. So you're somewhat familiar with it. How long ago? Um, a couple weeks ago. Cool. So I'm just delving into it, but yeah. Good, 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 good. And so on that um, Instagram live, did you talk straight to camera? Like what it was, what did, what did you do? I did it with another person. Um, so I went on her live and she interviewed me on confidence and, uh, so it was on her account. 
Yes. Good. Great. That's exactly more of that. More of that. Okay. Have you ever done one on your account? Um, no, not, okay. not just for just me only. No. Okay. What do you think if I invite you? So I created a video. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on IGTV. You can find it on Facebook. Okay. I created a video for how to insert slides into your Instagram lives. So to me, if somebody is new to experiencing Instagram live, these slides are like, you know, they're a cane and they're a crutch. Like they really help keep you on track because it is intimidating. I create slides either in Canva or Word Swag, and I just pull quotes on this is the thing I need to talk about today. So I insert those slides. So if you went in just testing the waters and say, I'm going to talk about this for five minutes, for eight minutes, and you know good and well, ain't nobody going to show up live. That's just facts. And you're just going to sit with it. You're going to own it. Because you have to be okay talking to the one person before a hundred people show up. And you have to be okay understanding that nobody's going to show up live. But if you decide to push that live to IGTV, you're going to get one, two, or three viewers on the back end. And then if they ask a question and you respond, they're like, oh, she's like a real person and she cares about me. Then the next time you go live, they're going to come on and maybe ask you a question when it's live. And then after weeks and after months and after years of you showing up with regularity, They're maybe going to share it to their stories. Maybe if you're lucky. And this is the game. Another thing that I think would be really powerful is people don't know what they want until they see it. And yet even then, they want to see how it works. So if you feel you're strong and confident in coaching people, I would highly encourage you to arrange a five-minute conversation with one of your past clients to come onto an Instagram Live Because if you know who's coming on, you feel less intimidated. Mm -hmm. And the more you do this, I can't wait for the day, Lindy, when you send me an Instagram direct message and say, Jasmine, I took somebody on live without knowing who that person was. Nobody loves nothing more than the potential of a car crash. Nobody. I mean, no, this is why this is why police chases are the most highly viewed thing on your local news. Are they going to get away? Do they get them? We know how it ends. They run out of gas. Like we know, we know nothing's new, right? But we watch because we're like, how is it? That is Instagram live. It is the police chase. When I do Instagram lives, which I do every single week and people come on and I don't even know who they are. People are like, oh, and it's compelling and it works. Do I want that for you right now? Of course. Am I going to invite you to do that? No, right now. Let's put on a little bit of training wheels. Let's give you the confidence. You have to show people what they don't know they want. And the way that you do that is giving them a test run, is giving them a taste and showing them how great you are at giving advice. I love that. I'm going to do it. I know you are. Take your challenge. We're going to do it. Good. And when you do, you better send me a DM so we can clap that up. Yes, I sure will. Uh, How can people find you on social media? It's Lindy Putnam, L-Y-N-D-I-E-P-U-T-N-A-M. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all, I love these coaching sessions with social care members. They come to the table with such amazing questions. To learn more about the business owners who were featured on the podcast today, check out the show notes linked in the episode description from wherever you're tuning in. If you're curious about what goes on on the inside of Social Curator, I'd love for you to head to socialcurator.com forward slash resources. Inside of this 
free issue. We've provided you with Instagram story templates, customizable captions, lifestyle photos, and a marketing action plan to ensure you have all of the tools you need to light up your little corner of the internet. Yes, you can even get a glimpse into our amazing community that uplifts and inspires and cheers each other on. This is what we do every day. You can find it for free at socialcurator.com forward slash resources. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. 